Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. feeling of expectancy had grown among the people who were beginning to think that John might be the Christ. So John declared before them all, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming, someone who is more powerful than I am, and I am not fit to undo the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now when all the people had been baptized, and while Jesus, after his own baptism, was at prayer, heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily shape like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, my favor rests on you. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, we are right to praise our Lord Jesus Christ. We are really right to do it because in the feast of Christmas, what did he do? He came. He came to live among us. God himself, the invisible, almighty, all-powerful, endless, unending God, came to become a little baby. And then, in the Feast of the Epiphany, he said that he is there for all the nations, for everyone. And not only all the nations, you know, like all the countries, but also all the nations in each of us, also all the pagan corners and nations in every heart. And now, today, in the baptism of the Lord, which is still a feast in the, in the joy of Christmas somehow, it's the beginning of his public life or his apostolic life or his life of his, or his ministry. And he begins this ministry. You know why? Because he wants to reach you that's why it was for him somehow not enough to be just born and that's it, you know, or to, be, to show, just show himself to the, to the Magi. He wanted to show himself to you. And that's why he does this. He starts his public ministry somehow and then the apostles will carry on this and carry it until, until me and you here today. And that's that's somehow we celebrate with thanksgiving the beginning of, of the mission of Christ, somehow his public mission. But now let's ask ourselves the question, how did he start? I mean, usually when you start something, you, have to, you, ha you want to give a good impression. You want to somehow start it as best as you can. But he, Jesus, he did something really strange today. We are quite used of this, but it is very strange. 
John the Baptist invented this kind of ritual, you know, like to dive people and immerse people in water to help them um, to symbolize that they want to wash themselves and go into the purifying water and change their life. So, you are a sinner, I'm a sinner, we have to, um, if we want to convert and change our life, John the Baptist says, okay, come into the water of the Jordan and then get out and you will, you will symbolize through this that you want to convert and you want to, to, to stop being selfish and you want to enter in real life. So it's a bit like confession, somehow. And suddenly, in the middle of all these sinners, comes Jesus, and wants to do the same. The only one, the only one who didn't need it, with the Virgin Mary, there were two of them. And why is Jesus here? You see, it's a bit like if here, here at the back of the church for our Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning and afternoon confessions, when people sit on the pew waiting for confessions, if you would see Jesus sitting there, he wants to go for confession. Jesus, what's wrong with you? But that's, that's what he shows today. But, but let's be careful. It's not because he needs it. Because he shared all our life except the sin. Because sin is not the human life. Sin is unhuman. And he just wanted to share the human life. And, but he shows through this baptism and through the fact that he got immersed in the water. That the whole church celebrates this today. That he shows his solidarity with us sinners. He shows that, you know what, he puts himself among the sinners. And that is the way God loves us. You know, how does God love us? And how does God save us? Do you think, you know, if we are in, in, in a pit of, of mud or whatever, do you think God goes like this and, and, and says, mm, oh my God, so disgusting. And he just takes us, you know, like, I don't know, through one hair maybe and tries to lift us like this, like being disgusted? That's not how God does. That's not how redemption works. Redemption is not just from afar, you know. God stays somewhere in the highest heaven and he just, you know, with a rope or whatever, he, he pulls us up. You know what he does? He comes down and he steps down and he puts himself among the sinners and he goes even deeper than we are. That's what the cross means. The cross, he took the sins of the world and he, he, get, he get into, into the shield and he, get, he steps down deeper than we are in order to take us on his shoulders like the shepherd. If you want to take a child on your shoulders, you have to step deeper than he is. And this is a sign of redemption. That's why what we celebrate today is... The beginning of redemption. It's what will happen here at the cross. He just shows his solidarity with us. If we could only realize this, I think we would cry. To see how, how deep and profound and wonderful is the, you know, the closeness somehow. How close Jesus is with, with us. And, 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 and the participation of Jesus. 
and of our God to everything we live. When you cry, he cries as well. When you suffer, he suffers. When you are happy, he is happy. If you, if you have scars on you, on your body or on your heart, if you would see the heart of God, he has the same scars. He has your scars. Everything you think, everything you say, everything you go through, he lives it with you. And this is, this is something we, we, we can never, you know, um, give thanks enough for this, really. We don't have a distant God, brothers and sisters. We don't. We don't have a sleeping God. We have a God who is just there, who understands everything we live, who carries with us everything we are. And he's just, he's just with us. And at this moment, the sky opens, heaven opened, as a sign of what will really happen at the cross. At the cross, heaven will open and stay open forever. Heaven was closed before because of what we did. And this Holy Spirit we need so much. And this voice of the Father we long for so much comes and the Spirit rests on Jesus. And the Father says, You are my Son, the Beloved. My favor rests on you. Oh my God, these words. I mean, I don't know if, if there were ever more beautiful words spoken. We don't hear the Father very often. But when He speaks, He says these kind of things. You are my Son. My favor rests on you. With you I am, I am well pleased. This is what, this is these kind of things God say, you know. We don't have a God who says, okay, show me what you can do, or uh, behave well, or respect these rules, or you were not uh, nice enough today, or something. This is what maybe we, the, our experience of parents, teachers, or whatever. But our God is not like this. Our God says, you are my child. You are my child. We can call him Abba, Father. That's something very bold, but we are allowed to do it today. So, brothers and sisters, let us just, just remember that what we celebrate today concerns us, that Jesus is our brother, and God is our Father. And Abba, Father, it means something like Dad, or Daddy God. So, just remember that you have a father. And remember that you are never, and I am never, alone in anything. That our life is not empty, that our heart is not empty, and that the God who lives in us is infinite power and love, and with him we can do everything. Amen.